All right, folks, for the download button on Survivalist Podcast. And as always, folks, you can catch all of our old shows, survivalistpodcast.org, uh, soundcloud.com slash survivalistpodcast, and all places where fine podcasts are available. Also, two folks, I want to point out to all of you, or uh, in the bottom of your show notes in your phone is the Amazon affiliate link. Before you buy anything, if you click that affiliate link uh, and then make the purchase, it'll help support the show and help keep it free and uh, keep it going. So we really appreciate that. So a lot going on in the news with Biden. Still, all this stuff that's going on with his... They just now they're searching his beach house for documents. Uh, it's really just this whole thing. Uh, I'm wondering if this classified document thing might be uh, bigger than what Trump had or bigger than what uh, all the Hillary Clinton stuff. So we'll have to wait and see. But apparently he has a beach house. I thought that was nice, you know, that he has a, a beach house. I guess, you know, being, you know, they always say people in the public service don't uh, make a lot of money. But apparently he's got how many houses? You know, his house, you know, the beach house, you know, it must be nice to have all these, uh, all these homes, huh? I guess it does pay to uh, be uh, doing public service. So another thing I wanted to bring up, apparently in uh, Florida, they are banning books that have any LGBT characters. The DeSantis, the governor there, is banning anything. I think it's anything third grade and below. They're taking the LGTQ out. I just think it's a little bit ridiculous, but uh, they're saying that telling teachers, some teachers are saying they're not going to do it, and they're saying if you still have these books in your classroom after a certain date, uh, you can be charged with a felony charge. I'm like, really? Uh, you know, I have a personal problem with taking books out of classrooms and taking, I mean, I understand what he thinks he's doing is he thinks he's protecting these kids from, you know, the LG, LGBT stuff, but uh, that's kind of how, you know, this all starts is conditioning. You know, that's the first thing they do is, you know, or any of these leaders that want to, you know, they want an uneducated society, the first thing they do is take away the books. So I have a real problem with this personally. Uh, people forget that in Germany before, you know, that <laughs> before the rise of the Nazis, they started burning books that they didn't want people to read. So uh, that's really concerning to me. I have a real problem with that when we start taking books away. Now, I know they're little kids and all that, but I mean, I just, I don't know. I have a real feeling problem with this. I don't think kids, I don't think kids understand what LGTB means. Uh, I think, I don't think it really matters. I mean, they're going to watch TV show. I mean, you can only shield kids from so much. And I think this is just tr trying to rile up his base because, I mean, come on. I mean, if the kids watch anything on the, on any certain on the CW or any of these other channels or movies, they're going to have Netflix. They're going to have um, LGTB characters. I think this whole thing is just stupid, and I think it just shows you know try they're trying to condition the kids at a young age now not to make their own choices. This is what you're going to be. I mean, this is how it all starts with conditioning. Um, and so I have a real problem with this. Uh, really, I do personally. It's to me once we start taking away books and once we start making a dumber society they're easier to control so this is just you know this is the republicans wanting to in you know this is you know in 18 years from now these will be people that you know <laughs> i think this, this whole thing is just them trying to condition a bunch of kids and then they have the nerve to talk about you know the internet can you know conditioning kids and exposing kids to things they shouldn't see well you're you're burning books so you're no better in my opinion i mean i get it they're worried about this whole LGBT agenda. They're worried about, you know, critical race theory. And it's just, 
it's really ridiculous. They're, they're trying to condition people not to think, just to be a certain way. And I just have a real problem with that. I really do. Uh, you know, people need to think for themselves and do what they want and not be told what to do by the government. Again, the government does not need to stick their nose into what books people can and cannot read. I mean, the government just doesn't have... The government needs to stay out of things, not get more into them. This is always my, my problem, is I don't like it that the government butts their nose where it doesn't belong. And this is exactly another area of that where, okay, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take the books away from kids. So this way the kids, you know, they don't know what this is and, and, and this way they can't make an informed decision and we'll tell them what they need to know. This is basically them trying to start their own little revolution by, you know, this is, this is how it starts, burning books. That's how it starts first. Uh, I just really have a problem with this. I, I just don't think that people, I, I just have, I just, for me it feels like conditioning and I don't like that. I really have a problem with that. And I just think it's a, you know, it's just a really stupid move and a really dumb move and a waste of taxpayers' money and a waste of just resources in, in general. So what a pain in, real pain in the ass DeSantis is. And is he not, he's not off to a good start with me, let's put it that way. I really, I was hoping to like him, but I don't know, he just seems to be, I don't, I don't know, like, when I look at him and I look at Trump, I just wonder which is the worst of two evils. I mean, really, you look at Trump, DeSantis, you look at Biden, and it's like, hmm, which is the lesser of three evils? I mean, I was hoping to think maybe a Republican would be, but I'm starting to wonder, especially with this whole thing. I mean, what a, what a they're so worried about this debt ceiling, but yet he can waste money having teachers spend their time getting books out of schools. So uh, just really a real waste and a bunch of, really had me up in an uproar because, I mean, you know, I mean, come on, you're going to start taking, what's next? We start burning. And, I mean, I mean, this is why they don't like the internet either. They, you know, you can't burn Google like you can't burn encyclopedias. You know, that that's what it is. Uh, the whole thing is just ridiculous. But then again, you have New York, you know, announcing that they're going to have a 95% tax on cigars uh, because they're trying to fight smuggling. And they're trying to fight, uh, they're trying to make, they're saying this is, they're trying to fight smuggling. But what this is, this is really the Democrats' whole thing on health. Oh, we're, we're trying to make a healthier America. We're trying to get, yeah, you want a healthier America so that people don't waste, don't, don't spend more health insurance. Because goodness knows all the Democrats are in the pockets of healthcare companies and pharma. So, I mean, they don't want people... You know, getting, you know, it's all ridiculous. They're going to have a 95% tax on cigars. I mean, cigarette prices in, in New York are higher than almost anywhere in the country. And now we're going to put a 95% tax on cigars. Be real. I, I do think it's another another ridiculous thing that the government's doing. And it, it doesn't matter, Democrat or Republican. Both sides stink right now. They really do. So... Like I said, I can't believe that a tax, but this is also the same state that taxed soda and wouldn't let people have more than a certain size soda. Do we all remember that from a bunch of years ago? Okay, that was another. Who was the government decide what size soda I can drink? Come on, be real. I mean, it's just so stupid and ridiculous. It's beyond idiotic. So I couldn't believe that today. I'm like, oh great. I mean, I don't condone smoking or scar smoking. I don't partake. I don't choose smoke. I don't do anything with tobacco products or alcohol to that. But I mean, still, be real. I mean, it, it's just another way. To, something else the government doesn't need to tell me to do. And on a better note, talking about things getting uh, more expensive. <laughs> so apparently, uh, there are going to be more layoffs. PayPal announced laying off 2,000 people. 
Uh, and there is, let's see, Bed Bath & Beyond is closing. Uh, they're, I guess they have another line of stores, some kind of beauty store that they have. It's like 50 stores across the country. They're closing all them, so all those people are going to be out of work. And uh, let's see, what else? There's a lot of, a lot of layoffs happening <laughs> recently uh, in the tech space and also, in, well, just in general. And it's just, you know, <laughs> great job on the economy, sir. <laughs> the let's see what else do we have oh Pfizer announced today that they are going they're, apparently they're saying that their sales are down that people aren't not as many people are getting the booster as they were before so I guess the uh, the whole COVID boom of getting making money is over for Pfizer so get off that stock that stock's gonna tank oh let's see there's so much stuff going on this week in the news they're saying now that 64% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. They said that's up from last year, which, you know, doesn't surprise me. Look at the cost of everything going up. Gas is up. Food is up. I mean, everything is up. Interest rates are up. People are paying more on their credit cards. People are paying more on their taxes. People are paying more on their mortgages, you know. Keep going up with the interest rate, Federal Reserve. You're going to keep putting, you know, keep putting the country into a, into a bigger recession. Because that's their answer. Oh, Fed, the Fed just keeps coming out, keeps raising the interest rate, and that's so we can slow the economy down. Well, you're also causing people to have much higher mortgage payments. Uh, the people that have adjustables are crying about this. So, uh, but, you know, keep doing it because, you know, that slows the economy down, Mr. President. And the Federal Reserve, they're all, uh, you know, but they said that the Federal Reserve is expected to slow the pace of the way they've been raising interest rates. Well, wonderful. That's great. So slow it. Now they're, now they're going to slow it down, but they're still going to go up with it. It's just going to take longer now. I mean, it's just they don't know what they're doing. They really don't. None of them do in Washington right now. Uh, let's see. They're saying wage increases have slowed. That's something else that was in the news this week. That the wage increases are not what they thought they would be. They said... Uh, you know, that many people, that a lot of companies were, were offering big money to get people in the door, signing bonuses of it. Now that's starting to slow down. Well, yeah, because you know, all, look at all the people, look at all the layoffs that are happening. Now, granted, a lot of those people aren't blue collar workers, they're office workers and stuff like that, but still, that's going to be all people looking for jobs. Okay, so I mean, and some of them may have to go back to blue collar work temporarily. Let's see how the unemployment thing goes, but. You know, we don't know who knows what they're going to do with unemployment because the more people they lay off, the higher the unemployment rates are going to go. But yet they say the unemployment rates going down. You know, <laughs> I tell you, Washington, you know, what, what makes me laugh about this whole thing is they always said that that Trump had people around that were just yes men, yes men that just told him what he wanted to hear. Well, this president ain't much better. According to him, with the numbers he's been told, uh, you know, ga you know, uh, what was it? Uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, food. Food hasn't gone up. They're about the prices are about the same. What he was, his people told him. He said that a couple weeks ago. Really? Where have you been shopping that the prices are the same? You know, you know. Like I said, like the president really grocery shops. But oh yes, people that go out and look at you know, yeah, BS. They don't know. Again, he has people that just tell him what he wants to know. Oh, you're doing a great job, Mr. President. You're doing a great job, Mr. President. He's the same thing. They're all like that. They're politicians. You can't trust them. Uh, let's see. Apparently, US, the U.S. is saying that Russia is violating some kind of nuclear arms uh, control agreement where we're allowed to go search and check their nuclear stuff. They're not allowing us to do that now. Uh, of course not. With all these sanctions on Russia, 
Of course they're not going to. And by the way, does anybody else really think that those sanctions are really doing anything? I mean, seriously. Does anybody think that the sanctions on Russia are doing anything? Because I don't think they are. I really think Putin could care less. I don't think it's really, I don't, you know, I, I don't think he cares. I don't think it's working. I think it's a bunch of baloney. I mean, the only people that are hurting is the people. The people can't uprise against him. You know, it, it's it's ridiculous, you know. And just like, you know, and I hate to say this, but what they're trying to have happen, okay, is, is an uprising over there, okay? But, and I'm not, and again, I'm not saying it was the right thing to do or the way it was handled, but in this country, we tried to have an uprising and look what happened. Nothing, you know what I mean? Nothing changed. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, it, it's, you know, it, you know, the old saying, what's, you know, do what I do as I say, don't do as I do. That's what this country is. It was founded on those principles of do as I say, don't do as I do. I mean, you know, they're, they're, they've been putting these sanctions on for months saying this is going to hurt Russia. And if long as long as we keep them on, the more it's going to hurt Russia and the people. The people don't care and they can't, they, they do care. They can't do anything because Putin's got control over everything. So, I mean, they don't know. They really don't know. They're, you know, uh, let's see. Now they're seeing that Pakistan bomb could have been over a security breach or a data breach. A uh, hundred people are dead. They don't know what it was. And that to me was an interesting story only because, you know, the worst kind of security breaches or data breaches you can have are the ones you don't know about. And, and I really mean that. Um, it's very, that's something I tell people all the time is, they say all the time, but we've never had a security breach. And I always say, well, that you know of, you know, that's a bit, you know, some of the, you know, if you have a security breach or some kind of thing with security and you don't know about it, uh, that's always the worst kind. Cause many times you don't know until after the damage has been done. So, uh, that was a kind of an interesting story there. I thought, especially since, you know, Pakistan is, I mean, they've always kind of been allies to us, but you know, I mean, you know, it, they're, now they're having data leak problems. They're having the same problems we are. Uh, U.S. Netherlands are trying to strike a deal to block uh, ch- uh, chip exports to China. Uh, apparently, we don't. We, we need. Actually, I have to say that that's one thing that I'm glad the president's doing is he's trying to uh, not allow these chips to go to China for stuff that the Chinese need. Uh, he's trying to keep them and saying, "Hey, let America. You know, they were made for Americans. They have to go to American products or have to come to America first. Uh, and be used here first. And I think that's a good decision. I really do. Uh, you know, there's been a chip shortage for so long now. Um, they really need to, they're trying to start, we're going to, I mean, the chip manufacturing and all, it's going to be open soon in America. And uh, hopefully that'll help with the chip shortage. But uh, specifically these chips, you know, it, you know, we're, they're being made for America. Uh, let's not send them over to China because God knows if China's going to put them in our devices. I mean, they're supposed to, but who knows if they will. Uh, one of the things we, uh, one of the things I'm talking about for Pakistan, but talking about the Middle East, the Taliban. Uh, apparently, they're saying that Afghanistan, Afghanistan's are in Af- in Afghanistan. They're not allowing the women to take entrance exams. They're not allowing the women to go to college. They're not allowing. They, they're they're trying to put an education ban on women. Uh, they don't want women taking, you know, going to universities and stuff like that. They want the women to stay there. So, again. You know, we pulled out and, you know, you knew things were going to go bad as soon as we pulled out. And every time you turn around, there's another story about the way people are being treated. And unfortunately, a lot of those people backed Americans and now they're suffering because of it. And, uh, 
you know, sometimes, you know, you, you back the right horse, but unfortunately when that horse pulls out, uh, you know, you're left kind of, you know, behind in a bad situation. That's kind of a tough thing. Uh, talking about things that are tough, obviously things you can't control the weather, uh, all this weather right now in the, in the Southern region, over a thousand flights canceled, uh, down South because of the, the ice and the storms. Uh, the winter storm blocks was issued for North Texas, Dallas, places like that. You know, that's a really tough situation down there. Uh, they are just, you know, they had this a couple, I think it was a year ago or two years ago with the big, uh, that big freeze they had down there. Uh, and again, they say oh, climate change, whatever. But um, the truth is down in Texas and places like Arizona, uh, down south, uh, North Carolina, they just do not have the, the, <laughs> the equipment or the resources to handle stuff like this. They don't have salters. They don't have – some people don't even have snow shovels that live down there. Uh, they just don't have the resources down there to be able to handle this kind of stuff. Uh, here up north, like Pennsylvania, that we're used to this kind of weather. We have the equipment, the people, the resources. But down there, they just don't, man. They just, you know, they just, they, they just don't have the, the, the ability. So they just have to deal with it. And uh, it just becomes a big mess down there because, you know, the, the weather, they just, it just, it's, it brings everything to a screeching halt, you know. But we do, I will say this, though, we have had that up here. Uh, we lost power a few times. We've had things come to a halt, and they have to open up warming station, stuff like that. But uh, some of the other things, though, especially around here, that we've had issues with over the year, believe it or not, is the heat. Uh, when the heat index gets too hot up here, many people up in this, especially in Pennsylvania, don't have air conditioning. Uh, it's just not a thing up here. A lot of people don't have it. And, you know, what happens is you, know, you get this, you know, the it gets really hot and then people don't have air conditioning and they just, they, they can't deal with the heat. And you have a lot of people getting heat stroke or people that get overheated, people that get sick from it, especially the elderly, they have, you know, breathing issues and stuff like that. So uh, that's something like we're up here. We're not used, we're not used to really super hot, hot, high heat. Uh, and that's always been an issue in Pennsylvania up here. Uh, you know, they issue heat warnings and, and stuff like that. So uh, something you know, that, uh, we've always had to deal with up here and, and the heat, I, I, when I was first moved up to Pennsylvania years and years ago, we didn't have much, much heat, but now we're, uh, in the summer, we get a little bit warmer. So climate change, who knows, but, uh, either way it's, uh, you know, that, that's what happens. Like I said, especially with the ice storms and all that, it's uh, up here, you know, like I said, it's not a big issue, snowstorms, some of that, not really a problem, but down there and, and especially down South, uh, the people that didn't even have four-wheel drive and stuff like that, so it's a little bit different. Uh, Biden intends to end the COVID-19 uh, and public uh, health emergency on May 11th for COVID. Uh, so a lot of people were wondering why he's doing this. I think part of this is to try to slow the, the whole debt ceiling. Uh, they're trying to, with everything going on with the debt ceiling, I think this is a way of him showing that the Democrats are cutting back a little bit. So I think that's a big issue. Uh, the other thing is, too, now with this, uh, it's going to mean no, a lot of people are not going to be getting free tests anymore. Uh, a lot of people aren't going to be getting free uh, shots, stuff like that. They're saying they're saying a lot of this, a lot of the funding now is uh, going to go away for COVID. So I'd be curious to see what happens next winter because uh, May is kind of the end of the cold and flu season. But uh, next year, it'll be interesting to see what happens with people with the home tests and all that kind of stuff. Uh, with the COVID emergency COVID relief, uh, I'm curious to see what's going to happen next year. With that gone now, that means people are going to have to, you know, 
spend for their own masks. They're going to have to spend uh, for their own COVID test. They're going to spend for all that. But uh, we'll see what happens with that next. That'll be next year. But I think the other reason why he's ending this is there's talks that he may actually uh, do a national health crisis for the uh, for the abortions. And because they're seeing a lot of people are getting, they've actually had many instances right now where people have actually, uh, you know, gotten abortions, they gotten really sick and stuff of like that, and they don't think they can't get them or stuff like that. So he's saying he wants to start a national uh, health emergency for that. I don't think he wants to have two national emergencies at the same time. So I think he figures, okay, well, I'll end this one, and, uh, you know, maybe he'll do a, na- maybe in May he'll do a national health crisis for the abortion. A lot of people who want to get abortions can't get them safely. And he's saying that he might do something at the federal level, make a national crisis or emergency. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But he may do it. He may not. But we'll have to wait and uh, wait and see what happens uh, with that. Apparently, things are not going well between Kevin McCarthy and the House GOP and Biden. They were supposed to have their first meeting recently, and apparently it didn't end well. That's what the rumors are. I don't know yet, but that's what the rumors have been. The story just broke not too long ago. So uh, They're saying the new medical rules aim to take back $4.7 billion from insurers. That was in the news. The government uh, plans to aggressively audit medical advantage plans uh, for overbilling. Uh, they're saying this might be, again, part of that whole uh, situation with the debt ceiling. Uh, this might be Biden's way of showing that they're cutting back and they're looking for looking for money. I know he doesn't, have the, he doesn't get that 70,000 more people for the IRS, so this might be a, uh, a way of him, you know, cutting, cutting to show that, hey, we're cutting back, we're looking for money, we're, we're trying to, you know, he, he, I think he's trying to make make his administration look as, as good as possible, especially with this debt ceiling that's, uh, you know, we're going into February now, and they're saying, you know, March or April might be the cutoff time, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. But again, I think this is him uh, trying to, and I think this is Democrats too, trying to find money. You know, they, they passed all these bills, and now with the Republican House, uh, they're going to have trouble getting funding for these things, and he doesn't want them to just fall to the wayside for funding, so I think this is a way too of him saying, Okay, we'll, we'll cut this, we'll cut that, we'll look for money here, we'll look for money there, we'll look for this, we'll look for that, uh, to try to kind of come up with funds uh, to keep these bills that they got passed going, because if not, these bills are just going to fall to the wayside from lack of spending. So uh, they're saying in Minnesota now, uh, I believe, yeah, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota drivers, apparently now they're, they're working on something with the driver's licenses where uh, it used to be, if the, the house, I guess, passed something with the driver's license bill saying that my computer is dogging for some reason, and I'm sorry about this. Uh, they're saying the Minnesota House representatives on Monday passed a bill uh, to allow people in the, the country without uh, authorization to apply for a Minnesota driver's license state ID. And the reason why this is so big is because apparently you were actually able to do this uh, prior to uh, prior to 9/11, apparently when 9/11 happened, a lot of you guys that, that maybe weren't alive or, or don't remember 9/11, uh, a lot of rights were taken away from people uh, temporarily or permanently because of the fear uh, what happened during 9/11. You know, we had a lot of people that got you know plane you know that got plane licenses and stuff like that, got trained here in this country and and all that. So they were saying now they they 
Minnesota in an effort to try to prevent another 9-11. Uh, they made stricter rules on who could get uh, certain things like per, like uh, licenses or any kind of license, I mean, not just a plane license, but any kind of driver's license or anything uh, in an effort to, you know, try to be more uh, stingy on the rules uh, since everything that happened with 9-11, you know, which I'm kind of okay with, you know. You know, I, I think it's, you know, I understand why we did what we did, especially during 9-11, and a lot of people were scared, worried, and, and you know, those guys got their pilot's licenses, and all that were here in America. They were, so a lot of states, Minnesota's at the only one, there's a lot of states. I believe it was, uh, I believe, I, actually, I believe Pennsylvania was one of them, and I believe it was another state, too. They made stricter rules on who could get licenses. If you didn't have, if you came to this country and you were an immigrant, and you didn't weren't and all that. It was very difficult to get any kind of license, driver's license or pilot's license, um, you know, especially after 9-11. So this is like the first thing. This is it's actually pretty big for Minnesota because they've been really tough on this since now. 9-11 is how many years ago? And, you know, they still had that rule in place. And a lot of people have been trying to get it off, especially in Minnesota. You have a lot of immigrants there, and uh, they've been wanting to get rid of it. So, uh, you know, kind of... You know, kind of, you know, I'm kind of, kind of happy for them. You know, I mean, I, I think, you know, I know a lot of people that have problems with immigration are going to be upset about it, but I, I think there are a lot of people here that do need to get around to commute to work and not having your, not being able to get a license in this country, especially in that state, um, you know, is a big thing. So uh, good for them. And it also, too, is going to help, you know, the voting base, uh, more people with ID now. <laughs> uh, well, they can't, but they couldn't vote anyway because they're not citizens. But yeah, but either way, now that you know, it's going to make it easier for them in general to get their any kind of license and, and photo ID. So this was kind of interesting. Biden today announced that he wants Apple to kind of un- to to unlock their the phones and make people give people more freedom. They pay for these devices; they should be able to do what they want on them, not have to go through the. It is kind of interesting to hear him talk about this. Uh, we heard about this from Apple and the EU and all that kind of stuff. But now apparently Biden made a comment about it. So uh, we're curious to see if the government does anything, the FCC does anything. But what's even a bigger thing, in my opinion, is he wants to start working with people, working with these uh, companies to stop with the credit card late fees. To uh, He also wants to work with companies about taking less percentage. So like if you use Square or, or American Express or you know, any, any business that takes credit cards uh, has to pay a percentage. And then if, obviously, if you have American Express, that's more. But uh, he wants to work with these companies to make the fees less so that small businesses and some of that are getting are losing less money on taking credit cards since everything is going credit card and there's less cash nowadays. So I thought that was a neat thing he was doing. That kind of was that kind of made me happy. I'm not going to lie. That one. That one made me happy when I read that, especially the whole thing of opening up the iPhone. I do like the iPhone. I do understand why they do what they do for security purposes. Uh, I hope that security doesn't go away, but I do understand that it's kind of tough as a consumer to say, okay, you know, I can't have this app because it's not on, on this and I can't sideload it. And you have to use their their whole test flight system. And it, it's kind of, at times, it's a little bit, a little bit of a pain in the butt. So uh, I like to see them open it up more, but still keep their security. Uh, some other things too, as well. Uh, Snapchat today uh, actually had a really bad day. They're saying that uh, there's less less advertisers on Snapchat than there were. Now, all the companies, including Facebook and Spotify, are all saying that advertising is less than it was uh, during the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. 
you know, I get all that. But uh, what they're saying is now is that Snapchat, as great as it is, uh, well, I don't really like it, but I know a lot of young kids do. It's like younger kid kind of thing. But what they're saying is is that uh, they're having a hard time getting advertisers because it's a hard market to market to because it's such a young age group that uses Snapchat that it's it's going to be it's hard to hard to sell ads because a lot of the kids that use it don't have any money or aren't uh, you know aren't really the consumers. The parents are the consumers. So. Uh, they're saying now it's they're finding it's getting harder and harder for companies to want to advertise on Snapchat, and uh, it's making it uh, more difficult for them. And it's causing their you know they've had issues now where okay they were relying heavily on advertising, and now they added a premium service and they've they've tried a bunch of stuff to really monetize it, and it's really been a slow you know a slow monetization, and a lot of people have said they should have just taken Facebook's what three billion a bunch of years ago. When Facebook offered a three billion and they turned it down, uh, they they should have taken it. And I think kind of think they're right because I think Facebook this could have been just another another thing they have, and it could have just been. I, I think it could have been much more. I, I just I don't think Snap is really in a place where they're going to be, you know, be be profitable. And I just don't think it's possible. They just don't have. They have the they have a good user base, but it's just not enough. Um, especially with the age group, to, to make it profitable. So uh, another thing I wanted to point out, 2.5 million pounds of, uh, of what is it, Congra brands canned meat. I've never heard of it, but got recalled. Uh, bringing this up only because a lot of it's canned goods. A lot of you guys do store canned goods and all that because of, you know, we're all preppers. That's what we do. We store canned goods. But... Um, if you have that in your in your uh, thing and it's a you know it's in a couple months old, uh, I would think about throwing it out just for safety. A lot of people are getting sick from it, and uh, so they're recalling it. Uh, also, FedEx announced layoffs today. Now, here's what the interesting part about FedEx is: this is what I really wanted to point out to people is a lot of these layoffs, like uh, like FedEx, they're laying off, but they're not laying off drivers. They're short on drivers. They need drivers. They're laying off office people. Uh, same thing goes for. Amazon. They're not laying off really any warehouse workers. They're laying off all IT and tech people. So these companies are not laying off the blue collar worker. They're laying off the white collar worker. And uh, again, that's what, uh, you know, that's what's kind of scary is the, uh, when that starts happening, that's going to really affect the housing market. Maybe not in tech as much because there's a lot of programmer jobs out there right now, but it's definitely, you know, I think it is going to affect the economy. It is going to definitely make the numbers go up on the unemployment. So um, I wanted to point that out. So one of the things, a couple people had asked, a couple people I got, I always get good feedback from you guys. Uh, a couple things I had written down here. Uh, somebody announced that Hummer is going to be starting production of their EVs, uh, their electric vehicles. I thought that was pretty cool to have a Hummer that's an EV. Uh, I have, you know, the pickup trucks, now the Hummers. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. A Hummer is kind of an interesting electric car because you can't, I mean, I know the ones that are going to be are going to be more the regular road ones, but I thought Hummer, a Hummer, an EV Hummer would be kind of cool, especially since, you know, Hummers are always been that, you know, that vehicle that, you know, can drive through anything, you know, uh, but now, you know, you can drive through anything as long as you're charged. <laughs> so I thought that was an interesting thing to that they, somebody told me. Uh, also, somebody asked me about, uh, Interesting thing. Somebody asked me about uh, meal prep companies. I was talking about how I've uh, been dieting and doing liquid IV and some of that. Somebody had brought up to me about meal prep companies. 
And I looked, I actually did look into meal prep companies and surprisingly enough, it's not that bad. Uh, it's very expensive. I will say that uh, it's not as bad as I thought. You can get like 10 to 15 meals for a hundred bucks, which is a lot of money. But you know, if you, you, they actually come, uh, you know, all pre-done, pre-packaged, you know, vacuum sealed, all that kind of stuff. Uh, then you could, you know, then you can get 50, you know, 10 of them will bring you a whole week of food, lunch and dinner. And they're all clean food and it's all designed. Uh, it's a nutrient system. And you just go ahead and you just, like I said, it's a meal prep company and they actually send you your food. Uh, I think a hundred bucks, uh, you know, I was looking at this and you know, for me, it wouldn't work because I've got a wife and kids and stuff like that. But you know, if, if I was a single guy that, that just wanted to get healthy and I didn't, you know, I didn't have a, a wife or kids that I had to worry about feeding in the sense of like right now we have to make enough for four people to eat dinner. I can't just have one meal. You know what I mean? Um, so that, you know, it's a little bit different, but uh, one of the things, like I said to my wife, I said, you know, if I was a single guy living by myself, I probably would consider this because, you know, all I have to do really, um, I would have a hundred, that that's less than groceries. I mean, you know, if you have snacks and stuff like that, you'd have to get like apple, you know, your fruit and stuff like that. But, um, that's really not bad. Cause you're looking at, you'd have, you wouldn't have to buy any groceries cause you'd have your meals planned. So for 10, you know, for 20, you get, say you get 20 meals for 200 bucks. That's like almost, that's two weeks of food for 200. That actually isn't bad. If you're a single guy and you want to save money, you don't want to worry about buying groceries or going out to eat and you want to eat healthy. Uh, that really isn't bad. If you're a single guy, Obviously, as a family of four, it wouldn't work because you're looking at four meals every, you know, that that's, you know, a hundred bucks wouldn't even get me a day because you're looking at four meals. I mean, for, you know, looking at eight meals a day for lunch and dinner, which I mean, the kids are in school, but when they're not, so that really wouldn't work. But uh, as a, if you were a single guy, I, I could see that being a cost savings. You, know, you get four, you, know, you get, you get, you know, four clean meals for a hundred bucks or I'm sorry, eight clean meals, 10 clean meals for a hundred bucks. And then you're, you know, you're only, you know, you have your lunch and you have your dinner and, and that, that's it, you know? And then you only need like, you know, just whatever you want, your, you know, water, you know, healthy drinks or like, I mean, it, it actually would be a cost savings as a single person. So a couple people that said about meal prep, I, I do a lot of my own prep, but if I was single and I was looking uh, to, I would probably do that. Uh, I know myself, I do take the pre-planned, the pre-done healthy meals with me uh, to work and I do do the meal prep for at night, but that would definitely be something I would definitely consider. So I uh, thought that was interesting. Uh, somebody, not a lot of questions this week. Also, to our social, if you want to send me any questions, uh, rebelsocial.media, go ahead and join up. Uh, it's free. We don't charge anything. It doesn't cost anything. We don't sell your data, nothing like that. It's just a fun place for us to hang out. It's really cool. Again, rebelsocial.media. But I thought this was pretty interesting, too, is uh, somebody had said to me about, um, about changing your life and where do you start with changing your life. And I thought this was an interesting question. You know, I always say, if you, you know, a lot of people say, write down your goals and, and think about where you want to be. And, and, and I mean, you, you can look at the pie, you know, you can look at the pie in the sky. But the truth of the matter is, is you can change your life. But certain things about your life, you're not going to be able to change. I mean, you can, but it's going to be a lot of work. Uh, for instance, me with the weight loss, uh, you know, it's something I want to do, but it's not, it's not going to happen overnight, but I can do it. Uh, but I've had people that I said, you know, write your goals down and they write down stuff that's just not attainable. It's it, and, and I hate to say that. I mean, I like to think, you know, everybody can accomplish their goals, but uh, you need to be realistic. You know, a lot of people I've seen, what's your goal? And they write, they'll write down like 
you know, win the lottery. That's not really a goal. <laughs> That's something you hope for, but it's not a goal. Uh, so I, I wrote this. I, I tell everybody, write your goals down. Uh, you know, write down. You know, and I tell everybody, I've said it for in other shows, write down what you're spending. Uh, try to cut expenses. Stuff like that is, is, you know, really important. But when it comes to changing your life, that's a whole different process. And, and you know, if you if you want to start with anything, you start with, like, like I said, jotting down your goals. they got to be realistic goals. If you want to, say, buy a house, that's a realistic goal. If you want to, you know, get a new car, that's a realistic goal. You want to get a better job, that's a realistic goal. But I've had people I know that will write down your goal. What is your goal? Well, my goal is to be rich. Well, that's great, but, you know, you're, you're kind of putting the cart before the horse. How are you going to get rich? Um, and if you, you know, and, and what is your definition of rich, you know, um, you know, there are just some things, you know, that are just not some goals that are just not obtainable or, or can't be obtainable without certain other things being in place. And sometimes that's timing and luck too. But uh, I thought that was an interesting thing. Somebody said, how do you change your life? And I always, like I said, I wrote it back. I said, well, first of all, write down your goals and where you want to be. And, you know, what it's going to take to get there and all that. And that was a realistic thing, you know. And, and I think the, the big part is, too, and I think I always talk about side hustles a lot because I think it's always important to have more than one source of income, especially if you're working a nine-to-five. Uh, you want to have something that you can fall back on. I've always talked about this. If you lose your job, always have something to fall back on. But um, some people's goals, and I, and I really hate to say that, but some people's goals are just not attainable. And, you know, I've had people that say to me, you know, well, you know, we, we own, you know, we own, we own a home here and want to own a home down there. Well, that's an attainable goal. It's going to take a little bit. It's going to take some planning, but it's it's possible. And if you say they want to buy their first home, that's possible. Or they say, you know, they want to get a down payment for a house. Okay, that's possible. You know, there are things that are possible, but um, some people write down goals that are just, just unobtainable. Like I had one person that wrote down a goal, own a mansion. And I'm like, well, that's not really an attainable goal because you need the money to support it, you know? Um, and I've had people write down just, you know, certain things that were just ridiculous. But my favorite one was when somebody wrote down to me, and when I tell them to go, they write down, win the lottery. That's not really, um, you know, <laughs> that that's not really one of those kinds of, uh, you know, you can't really, <laughs> you know, that, that's just luck, you know. Or I've had people, you know, yeah, I've had people that, that have written down good stuff, too, that uh, somebody had said one time, learn a new skill. I think that's a great thing to write down. As I think everybody can learn a new skill. Uh, I had somebody write down, uh, start a side business. I thought that was a good one. Somebody wrote, uh, be more prepared. Somebody wrote, uh, become a better cook. I've had people write down, uh, some people have actually written down, uh, learn how to use my preps. There's a couple of people that stuff down. We were talking about writing down your goals here on the social. Uh, there was a lot of good ones, but, um, like I said, some people, it was like, if you think you're going to win your goal, like I had somebody write down, be prepared for retirement. And I think that's a good goal. Uh, you know, stuff like that. But I, I had somebody one time, or actually, that's a true story. I was, I was talking about, about prepping, and I had said, uh, you know, what's your retirement at the lottery? Uh, that's actually what they said. I was like, wait a minute. That's not, you know, and I said, you sure you're a prepper? Because that's not really a prepper mindset. So uh, I thought that was uh, an interesting thing. But somebody had said about writing down their goals. I thought that was uh, some other interesting stuff we had was, let me see what else. Hold on. Uh, improving safety in the homes. I thought that was a good one. And that's something that you can do, too. Uh, by the way, without even, I mean, I mean, it's work, but, uh, you know, putting cameras up and, and stuff like that, that's stuff you can do. And that's something you could actually uh, do to help improve the homestead. Uh, they were talking about that was one of their goals, improving the security on the homestead. And that, that is an important one, too. Uh, even if you're not, uh, you know, planning for the end of the world, uh, you could always have better security. Everybody could. 
Uh, that was something else. Somebody had said, uh, let's, they're going to get chickens. That was their goal. year was they wanted to raise their own chickens to save, save. I think that's a good goal. Uh, that's one. Unfortunately, you got to lay out money a little bit. Not not a lot, but a little bit until you finally start making. So that's a, but that's a good one. Somebody said they want to put a, a wood stove in their house. Uh, they want to start a garden. There was a lot of good ones. Uh, somebody had said about doing a raised bed this year. They want to get dirt and they want to redo their garden. There was a lot of good ones, if I'm being honest with you. More good ones than bad ones. But a couple people, and that's anything on social media, you get some replies back. They're like, what? But uh, there was a lot of good replies. What, what you're, what you're, I, I tell everybody, before spring hits, especially in prepping, uh, you know, you can't do it. You know, Rome was not built in a year. You're not going to be able to build your homestead out in a year. But uh, I tell everybody at the beginning of the year, go ahead and write down what your goals are for the year uh, with your homestead. And, and, oh, and, and make it realistic. You know, some people want to, you know, they'll say, oh, I want to buy the property next door and knock the house over. And, and it, okay, well, that's not a, I mean, yes, it's, 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 po- it's, a, it's a possible good goal, but it's not going to happen tomorrow. You know, be realistic. So, like, for me, one of my goals, I think this year is going to be some plant some trees. Uh, we definitely want to uh, do more in the yard this year. We want to definitely want to do uh, uh, raise. We, we actually do want to do uh, some more gardening. We want to do more irrigation and stuff like that. We de- there's definitely stuff we want to do on the homestead this year. Uh, I will as we get closer to spring. My wife and I start talking. I definitely want to do something about the heat in my house this year. We, we use wood. I'd really like to to insulate the house and wrap the house this year uh, to help with the heat loss. Maybe get some new windows. Uh, there's definitely a bunch of stuff I want to do. And I'll probably write, I'll have a bunch of goals written down. Maybe we'll do a show on that eventually of what I'm going to do, you know, what my plans are. But, uh, you know, that's something I really point out that's really important is, especially on homesteading or prepping is, you know, I know a lot of people that have a lot of goals, but, and that's great to have a lot of goals, but, uh, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. So what you need to do is, and homestead's not going to be built in a day. So what you need to do is you need to go ahead and write down everything uh, that you're going to, you know, that you want to do. And then. You know, uh, you, you know, look at that list and say, okay, here's the things we can probably get done this year. Uh, here's some things we can get next year. And, and obviously time, money, it's all going to come into play. And again, it doesn't have to happen overnight. If you do a little bit every single year, uh, you know, that homestead before you know it'll be exactly what you wanted. And taste and change and you learn things and, and style and taste. And like I said, things change, you know, and stuff like that. Like I know uh, we were trying to hugel mound for a while. We did that for a little bit. That really wasn't working out too well for us. Then we went to the raised beds. We went on. We were doing uh, piping and stuff of like that for the irrigation. That being a pain. Then we went to the, the regular and flooding the swells and stuff of like that. And uh, you know we we did that and it, and that worked really really well for us. You know, uh, but then that was you know and, and like I said you know things change. People uh, you know you try stuff. Some things work. Some don't. Uh, I know myself. We wanted to do a hydroponic system. Uh, with the water and stuff like that, and uh, growing stuff, we've talked about that. Uh, one of the things maybe we want to do this year or next year, but it is on a list of things we want to do. Uh, you know, so and, and you'll get to that point where you want to see, you know, what you want to do, what works, what doesn't work. Depends on your area, your environment, your land, uh, what you can and can't do. So, like I said, it, it's going to take time, and you know, you just the first thing you do with any time you're trying to change your life or change your homestead, or, any, or or when you have goals of things you First start by writing them down. Get them out of your head and get them on a piece of paper. This way you can look and say, okay, here's, you know, here's what I want to do. Here's where I want to be. You know, this is what I need to do. This is what I need to, you know, this is, the, you know, and then too, I always tell everybody too, and I've noticed that myself, I always break the list down myself, just don't even think I do it, of things I need to do, things I want to do, things that we will do. Um, because there are things you need to do on the homestead. There are things you're going to want to do. And there's, you know, um, you know, if you've got a leaky roof on, on something, you need to fix that. You know, if you have, uh, you know, an issue with something, you know, with, 
with a foundation or a structure, you know, or, or something in the field. You're going to deal with that, you know, and that's a, that's a neat, you know, that's a, that needs to be done. But then stuff that you want to do, like maybe doing, you know, maybe more planting or more trees, that's stuff you want to do. And maybe things that you will do down the future will be, you know, putting a fence up, putting, um, you know, putting in a security alarm. You know, there there are things you want, you know, there there are things you want to do. It's what everybody on a home. Uh, and unfortunately, on any homestead, there is always stuff to do. And I don't care what anybody, I've had people tell me, oh, there's nothing to do on the homestead today. Yeah. There's always something to do on a homestead, trust me. There's always something you can be doing, trust me. Uh, I hate when people say that to me. I've had people say it to me before. Oh, there's nothing to do on my homestead. It's, it's, it's self-sufficient. Trust me when I tell you. I bet you I can walk around there and find at least three or four things. Um, that's just the way it is with a homestead. There's always something like living on a farm. There's always. Uh, so like I said, I think I'm going to wrap it up today. I know we had a lot of news today. Uh, a little less prepping here the last couple of days. It's really been a heavy news cycle the last couple of weeks. I like to talk about certain things in the news that are going to affect us. And uh, like I said, I want to thank everybody for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you very much.